This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Wednesday, July 6th, we are having our Father Matters Job and Training Institute. Register online at fathermatters.org for more information about the Father Matters Job and Training Institute. If you have not yet partnered with Father Matters, would you please consider becoming a Father Matters partner? The Father Matters Show is listener-supported, and all Father Matters programs and services are free to the community because of your generous donations. For more information about donating to Father Matters, log on to fathermatters.org and click the Donate to Father Matters icon. Yes, 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 I do have part two of Edward Robinson, uh, powerful last week. If you missed it last week, um, go to fathermatters.org. Or you can go to Father, uh, go to uh, the Father Matters Show on BlogTalkRadio.com or SoundCloud.com to catch up this week. Last week was very powerful. Basically, Edwards is basically talking about reinventing your life, reinventing your business, reinventing um, your calling. So I know for some of you, this is your first week tuning into this, but go back last week to. Uh, part one of Edward Robinson, and he's also the author of the book, The Million Dollar Rainmaker. So we're just going to go ahead and jump right into part two of Edward Robinson. My favorite definition of success goes here. It comes from a Chinese proverb. It says, true measure of success is how your grandchildren turn out. Subtitle is what's best about it. It says, because grandchildren and grandparents have a common enemy. Some of y'all will get that later. (laughs) My oldest son blessed me with my grandson, Tristan Edward. And he and I get together on Sundays and figure out the demise of his parents. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Quick, Quick formula for success for balance. This formula for success for balance is basically TA plus CRS plus PA times AD. I told you I'm going to give you formulas. Here's one of the first. I use this formula for hiring people, firing people. I use this formula on determining who I coach and who I don't. I use this formula on literally what companies I will do work for and which ones I won't. TA. TA is your technical ability. Would you agree to do it? Ooh, that's ugly. That's not coming out right. Let's try it again. Let me go backwards. Okay, it doesn't want to work, so I will. First one is TA. TA is your technical ability. CRS is client relationship skills. Your ability to work with your customer internally and externally. Let's stay on that for a second. Literally, I get phone calls four times a week where somebody says that somebody was promoted because of their technical skills and they didn't have client relationship skills. But I was speaking last... Last summer to another NSA, this was National Society of Accountants, 2,500 people, average age 72. When I put up CRS, they just started laughing. I said, client relationship skills, I don't see see the humor there. They said, no, it stands for can't remember stuff. They didn't say stuff. They, I mean, there's, 
It was funny, after I finished that, after I finished that, I'm signing books, and this gentleman comes up to me, and he asked me, he goes, that was very motivational, Sonny. And I said, thank you, and I'm signing, and he started, he goes, at 85, I need all the motivation I can get. And he kind of walked away. Shortly after that, a young lady came up to me who I was not at my program. She goes, I don't know how your program went, but I know you're good. She pointed to the 85-year-old gentleman. She says, I'm 82, that's my husband. When he came upstairs, I thought he was 50 again. I said, I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> By the way, PA is your persuasive ability, your persuasive ability to move people into action. Why is that important? I feel as though many of you decided to become speakers because you're passionate about your subject. Here's my passion. You cannot be successful unless you have a business development plan, and that is why I'm here. You can be as passionate as you want, but if you can't sell it, you're almost out of business already. Does that make sense? AD. I take the first three and I add them together. And then I multiply it by the, the AD factor, the leverage factor. AD stands for achievement drive. What do you think achievement drive would be about? Anybody have a clue? What's achievement drive? Your desire, your motivation, your persistence, your staying power. All of those things become critical elements for you to be successful. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time with this one. Yes, sir. Why, you think I remember this stuff? <laughs> I will explain, can I explain it with this next sentence? And I think it will, it will explain itself. I use this to determine, by the way, would you hire you to do your job? Rhetorical question. Here's the, here's the answer. On a scale of one to 10, what would you give yourself as far as your technical ability on the subject that you have mastered? What would you give yourself? On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being high, give yourself a number. Don't worry, I'm not going to have you share it with your neighbor. After that, on a scale of 1 to 10, CRS is your ability to sell, your ability to relate with other folks. On a scale of 1 to 10, what would you give yourself? PA is your persuasive ability to take your ideas and implement them into the lives of the clients that you have and help them make a difference. On a scale of 1 to 10, what would you put? And then you take those three and you go by the leverage factor, the AD, the achievement drive. See, I have this philosophy. If you wake up in the morning and you say, oh, shoot, or some other superlative, I've got to go to work today, there's a good chance you may be doing the wrong thing. Would you agree? Life's too short to go through it in misery. You've got to enjoy this. You have to be part of this fabric. People come up to me all the time. How can you travel 150, 200 miles a year? Because I love it. How do you get anything do, done? How, what's your balance? When I had, well, okay. When I had my three sons and I was a single parent, part of my goals was we had four vacations a year. And I would go out and every quarter we did something. So they knew that Pop's gone so we can get back. I came home, they said, what are you doing here? You've got to go out and help us accomplish our goals. You know, we've got places to go. March, I can't even remember the year, but March when my oldest, who's now 29, was about 15, was a tough year for me. I says, okay, you have a choice. We're not going to do four vacations this year. We're going to do two. I said, so we're not doing the spring break. You have a choice of going to either spring break and we can go skiing, or you can go to NSA in June. Okay, Pops, we can go skiing next year. Because they wanted to be here. And it's amazing, some of the kids, well, some of the kids, they're still, they're still connected. I don't want to stay on that. 
recognize you've got to want to do this, and it's worthy of being done. Does that make sense? Cool. Okay, I'm going to get out of here and go to the vision. What is your vision? I, I do this thing called blind bowling. How many of you are familiar with blind bowling? Okay, how many of you think I just make this stuff up as I go? Okay. <laughs> blind bowling. Blind bowling is you go to a bowling alley, they give you a blindfold, they give you a ball, they tell you to knock over the pins. Would you agree that can affect your score? How many of you are like me? It could improve your score. <laughs> Here's the recognition. You have to know where your pins are. You have to know what is it that you want to accomplish, what are the top four or five objectives in everything you do. And that's the whole essence of this first segment. What does it take to set your goals? And I like going through that and sharing that that is a critical element of why you're here. Even though I'm getting ready to go through the mechanics for the rest of my time here, you have to recognize, is this something you want to do? As I said, some of you, why do you travel so much? I love travel. I've written all three of my books on airplanes. I plan my time. I have some. Yes, it creates some challenges. Yes, there's some. Th but, you know, I, you say, you'll, you'll say to somebody, okay, I'm going to be gone for the next 10 days. Wow, you're going to be away from your family that much? Hey, yeah, I'm going to make X during that time period. Would you get on a plane to do that? Every time I get on a plane, it's like I'm going to, I'm going to accomplish something for my family and help grow my people. Does that make sense? You've got to know why you do what we do. Okay, so now we're going to get into the biggest part of, of this. One of the dynamics of how I grew my business again is, was my marketing strategy. Before we do that, I want to do marketing 101. So you have a slide that looks like this. 30 minutes, cool. You have a slide that looks like this. Marketing lends itself to your branding and your expertise. Branding and expertise. If you're real good at your branding, you become the recognized authority. I think Alan Weish taught me this several years ago. If you have good branding and good expertise, you're seen as a recognized authority. If your branding isn't good and you don't bring a lot of substance and content to the platform, and I, there is a thousand ways of making money in this business. A thousand ways of making money in the speaking industry. There's some people who are doing motivation. There's some people who are doing training. I do a combination of motivation. I feel as though you have to have content. People are hiring people with content and stuff so that they can walk away. So even in a keynote, they've got to walk away with stuff so that they can go out and do something better than they did before they got there. Okay? So I'm a believer that this is a, a dangerous category where we don't have the expertise and we don't have the branding. We become a novice in the industry. You are a novice. You're a beginner, and you have to learn that. By the way, one of the best ways of be not being a novice is, ex is borrowing from the experiences that you've had in your corporate world, et cetera. When I first started in this business, I did not want to talk to accountants. I, I was removing myself from them. I, I'm no longer part of them. And you'll see here that that is my sweet spot, and that is where I make the bulk of my revenue. Okay, so don't run away from things that you've done. Why? Because that's where you're an expert. That's where you bring credibility. That's where you are. So now, what, what if I have good branding and I don't have a lot of expertise? One of my clients is Zurich Financial. They, they purchased um, one of my other clients, which was Farmers Insurance. A lot of people, when you first start with Farmers Insurance, they will have you go and market to people, your friends, et cetera, because you're still learning the product knowledge and you don't have the ex expertise yet, but the company has strong branding and people are perceived as the empty suit. I share those only to share with you the fourth one, the scariest one. Because if you have great expertise and bad branding, you are the best kept secret in the business. 
And that's also true with your clients. I have clients today who see me as a keynoter or I have them see me as a coach or see me as a trainer and they have no clue of the other things that I bring to the table. So those are opportunities, by the way. We have to minimize keeping ourselves out of the best kept secret box. Now, how did I do that? I use the magic formula. Once again, I had to, I'm out of business. My major client has, has pulled the plug. I had to determine how am I going to rebuild my business. I came up with a formula. 80, 20 times 16 times M to the third power. Of course, you guys knew what that was. So that's what I'm going to break down for you. 80, 20 times 16 times M to the third power literally is responsible for growing my business all over again. So we're going to walk through that. First of all, 80, the old 80, 20. 80% of your income will come from 20% of course, of your customers. 80% of your results will come from 20% of your efforts, and 80% of your potential customers will come from 20% of the people you know or who know you. So you have to inventory that and identify who are those folks. This. Uh, it's in your handout. And then it's not important. <laughs> 80-20, work with me on that. You will get that information, work with me on that. Let's go to the next one. This is my marketing plan. It's magic marketing formula. I think I have two blanks on, the, on your page on this. You're listening to the Father Matters Show with Vance Sims. And today we're listening to author Edward Robinson, author of the book, The Million Dollar Rainmaker. I hope you're getting a lot out of this. And again, if you didn't hear last week, Edward was on last week as well. Uh, you can tune in to fathermatters.org. Also catch the Father Matters show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. I've been listening to you. We've been getting a lot of emails about business and, and, and just being stuck, and I couldn't find anyone better than to play this for you by uh, Edward Robinson, who's the author of The Million Dollar Rainmaker. So if you didn't get enough out of this week, you didn't get enough out of last week, pick up his book, The Million Dollar Rainmaker. But as for right now, we're going to jump right back into the closing of the show with Edward Robertson, author of the book, The Million Dollar Rainmaker. Because it's one for me and one for you. This was my plan. 25, 25, 25, one and one. The three 25s is the most important thing. Because one of the things that I learned from my Arthur Anderson experience was never to put all my eggs in one basket. Never put all my eggs in one basket. So I always have three avenues of developing my business. And they come from these areas. My three were advocates. By the way, we talk about advocates at NSA constantly. Mark LeBlanc is, is the master on that. Customers and associations. Associations in my sweet spot. Let me give you an example of that. I first started off with one niche, and that was really the accounting firms. My niche really is the, what I call the ABCs, attorneys, bankers, and CPAs. That's my sweet spot. Attorneys, bankers, CPAs. I have five today. Attorneys, bankers, with bankers comes mortgage companies, also insurance, as well as internal auditors. But I share this because that's what I do outbound marketing to. I, I speak to a wide variety of groups. Last summer, I also spoke to the National Coalition of Concrete Burial Vault Owners. Yeah, there's an association of everything. 
the National Coalition of Concrete Burial Vault. By the way, when they called, I thought they called the wrong number. And here's the thing. You mentioned, I mentioned that my second book is Four Giant Steps to Leadership, so I developed leadership in professional organizations, and they were really interested in developing the next level under them so that the, because it was family business, they wanted to be able to sell their business and have the people who stick around be leaders and so that they wouldn't drive it in the ground. I couldn't, I couldn't resist that. <laughs> this was a great organization, by the way. They had about 300 people at lunch. They had their vendors around the outside. You know, True story. I mean, people who lower you in the ground, they had a sign. We're the last ones that will let you down. <laughs> now, that's branding right there. They had another sign, so bring a friend. <laughs> my biggest one, the most powerful one here, by the way, all of my associations, and we probably work with some hundred associations. Associations in my sweet spot are part of the ABCs, whether it's... Uh, American um, AICPA, um, International Group of Accounting um, Practices, um, IIA, Institute, um, Institute of Internal Auditors. There's a, all of them are in my sweet spot. That's who I do outbound marketing to. My most important one is advocates. As a matter of fact, who, advocates, who would be advocates? People who sell for you, people who you are referrals, people who are referral sources. In my office, we don't call them advocates. We call them advocates, people who love it. <laughs> and these people we foster, we cater to, we take care of them. Your, by the way, your list should come from, if I have that, it should be prior. When you come up with your three, which is the next assignment for you, to put together your marketing plans, what three buckets do you want to use? Is it prior customers, existing customers, advocates, specific associations, industry-related information, or events? Social settings. Write down what your three would be. What would be your three for your marketing plan? I had several hands go up. Any questions? You guys are good? Go ahead. Start writing then. What would be the three areas that you would market? Where did the gentleman go? Oh. Three out of those bullets, yes. If you have another one, add it in there. What are those markets that you do business with? Yes, Misty. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> what percentages? Well, one of the things about professional speakers is we're very A-type and we're very impatient. I'm about to go through that. Great segue. Gotcha, Misty. Any other ones? Yes. Okay. That's right. But... You don't have to know numbers. You have to know what works for you. If I'm going backwards here, 25, I have a database of over about 110 advocates. I use, I use um, right now I use ACT. We're putting together a new touch management system called um, CERNO. And I pick 25. It's not a percentage. I have 25 specific advocates that are part of my sweet spot. 
I have 25 of my best customers that represents the 80-20 of my database. I have, I have well, I've, I've served over 380 clients. So my 25 are 25 of my best customers who love me. Some of them may be, it may even overlap a little bit. It could have been a client that, I, I, just did a, I just did a client that just loved me. They will probably move into the advocate list. Are you with me? Okay, so keep in mind where I was. Anderson's pulled the plug. I had to go into my database and say, which one of these customers love me? And I had to go back and reinvent me. Who are my top 25 advocates? Who are my top 25 customers? And what top 25 associations will hire me, love me, and have a clue what I do? Now, if you're brand new in this business, you may, not, you may say to yourself, I don't have any customers. You have to ask, who is your ideal customer? What can you do for them? Then you, and I'm going to throw this out there. Then you go and do it for them, whether they pay you or not. Because one of the three, the six things that Gary shared with you was practice, practice, practice. And by practicing, practicing, practicing for free, you become good, 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 and people will start paying, paying, paying. Make sense? Cool. Did, have I covered this? Because I want to I want to kind of finish the formula. Are we all right? Okay, I'm, I recognize I'm giving you a lot of information, but that's what Gary wanted me to do. Okay. Another question? Okay, okay, good. Now, you're probably saying, what is the number 16? And if you were having challenges with numbers before, you're going to really have challenges with this one. 16 is the number of times we touch a customer a year. 16 is the one, by the way, I have, I have staff, so my staff takes care of, if I went backwards here, my staff takes care of the existing customers and the associations. I take care of my top 25 advocates. And I'll share with you why in a second. In the book, The Million Dollar Rainmaker, I share this story. How many of you have ever ridden a horse? Anybody here? Okay. Typically, do you recognize in the scheme of things, horses are considered prey, humans are predators? How many of you have ever had to brush down a horse? Good. By the way, every time you brush a horse, you're touching a horse. By brushing down a horse, the horse is developing a bond, developing a level of trust. Every time you touch that horse, it chooses not to crush you. In the speaking industry, your customers are just like that horse. Every time you touch them, they recognize that you're in the business. Lack of touching is a lack of trust. By touching them on an ongoing basis, it builds up your relationship, builds up a comfort level, it builds up the trust, and they do business with you. I liken it to this. Let's say you're going down the street, you're looking for the house, you and your significant other, whatever, you're going down the street and you see this beautiful house for sale. You pick up the phone, you call the number on the sign. The realtor comes and shows you the, shows you the property, you love it, you buy it. You're so excited, you're telling all of your friends about it. You're telling your family members. And then you remember, oh my God, my brother-in-law, my mother-in-law, they're all in the real estate industry. And they said, why didn't you call me? Here's the answer. You haven't touched me lately. Because they didn't touch you, you forgot they were in the industry. By the way, that's the right answer. It may not save your butt, (laughs) but it's the right answer. They hadn't touched you. And if you don't touch people, they forget that you're in the industry. So we touch people. I touch my advocates 16 times a year. Let's work with the 16 for those of you who are mathematically challenged. Once a month, I will send my advocates something. 
Every time I have a new product, every time I have a new system, every time I have a new thought. That was a very, very special two weeks. That was Edward Robinson, author of the book, The Million Dollar Rainmaker. Get that book. Reinvent your life. Reinvent your business. Reinvent your organization, your church, your ministry. I hope that helped you. Um, Thank you for tuning into the Father Matters show. Send us your questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org. Thank you to my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. Hey, Wednesday, July 6th, Father Matters is hosting a free job and training institute. Come there. Reinvent your business. Reinvent your resume. Log on to fathermatters.org for more information. And thank you again. See you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you and God bless.